Hey there. Welcome back to yet another episode of Saft Podcast. It's so good to have you back with us and uh, it's so good to have you Jacob uh connecting back and uh how you're doing? I hope you're doing good over there. Yeah man, doing well. Uh I mean right now as I'm recording this there's a heavy downpour hitting Bangalore. So let's hope that it get it doesn't get too much picked up in the recording, but um uh, that's that's what's happening in the city right now. and how's the weather back there in kolkata piyush yeah it's pretty good it's been rainy at times but then uh, overall it's pretty pleasant mm. um okay so i think without any further ado we should uh, straight off dive into this episode before that i'll give a quick recap of what we covered in the previous episode we've been talking about uh, the premise 2 which states that the universe began to exist we spoke about the philosophical argument and about infinite regression and how uh, it cannot be true right infinite regression it cannot be true uh, about the universe so that's how we spoke about that argument and we even ended with the book borrowing and lending example which uh, you know made things very clear for us now looking into today's episode so jacob what do we have in store Yeah so as we mentioned we're looking at um, arguments for the beginning of the universe we looked at two well a, co- a combination of two philosophical arguments uh, now we're going to look at two scientific arguments that i think may be much along the line for most of our audience to follow along because we're just going to quote scientific data and it's much easier to follow along than working through the philosophical argumentation part and we're going to look at two scientific okay. arguments for the beginning of the universe but please to start off with mm-hmm. in in simple yeah. words what is happening to the universe as we speak like what is happening to the universe right now um talking in scientific terms mm-hmm. uh the universe is expanding because yes. uh we all know about the big bang theory right which states that the universe began from a point and it is continuously expanding and uh we even know there's this amazing funny series called the big bang theory i'm sure that most of our audience must have heard of it and uh, you must have come across one or the other episode um so yeah that's yeah. what is happening in the universe right now exactly and so the first argument for the beginning of the universe is the expansion of the universe so what happened was in 1916 einstein presented the general theory of relativity and the field equations of the general theory of relativity predicted an expanding universe then around in mid 1920s alexander friedman and george lemaitre they were using einstein's work to present solutions to his um, equations and that ended up predicting uh, an expanding universe and so what turned out was this was one of the first many steps towards discovering and proving that the universe um, was indeed expanding and then in 1929 um, astronomer edwin hubble using the hubble telescope and as such he observed the shift in the light of distant galaxies from us and he showed what was later going to be termed as one of the most important and the first of many empirical evidence that proved the way that the universe was indeed expanding so this was this was a starting point right when we realized wow the universe is and is yeah. indeed expanding okay but um how radical was this discovery and uh, you know what was the state of the uh, state of understanding about the universe at that point of time it was like uh, a lot of years back but mm. what was the state of understanding about the universe at that point of time yeah so the 
the prevalent understanding of the universe at that time was that the universe was static universe so people held that the universe is infinitely old and for an infinite mm-hmm. amount of time the universe is static so it is in expanding it is in contracting it is the way it is and so what the previously mentioned friedman lemaitre model showed is that um it it actually gave way and said that no the universe is actually expanding and the significance of this model comes to for like what is the significance of this model these discoveries against the context of the scientific understanding at that time when you look at this quote by uh, physicist john wheeler when he says of all the great predictions that science has ever made over the centuries was there ever one greater than this to predict and predict correctly and predict against all expectation a phenomenon so fantastic as the expansion of the universe so this was how radical and you know shaken up um, the discovery of the expansion of the universe was against that context of scientific understanding of the universe at that time mhm yeah and then uh, we even like i'm not sure if uh, most of you know or not but einstein actually did a fudge in the beginning by yeah. in the initial equations by adding the cosmological constant so that the effect of gravity was cancelled everywhere in the universe yeah. now this was to save the static model mm-hmm. but then later he disproved it and he called it the greatest blunder of his career and uh, this was in one of his uh, like it's written in a book which is named 40 minutes with einstein it was written by uh, webert douglas so that's where we find this like yeah. einstein himself mentioned that this was one of the greatest blunder in his career yeah and what we see also is that the general relativity theory was not based on and this is quite radical thing it was not it was mm-hmm. not describing just the expansion of matter within the universe into empty pre-existing space right it's not just that matter was expanding and filling up space but the idea that the general theory of relativity was putting forward was that space itself was expanding and so you can see why this theory this big bang theory or also came known as a standard model right what we understand as a big bang theory was initially referred to as the standard model and we see why the standard model was stirring up a lot of commotion um at that time the big bang theory was stirring up a lot of commotion because of how radical it was so it was not any wonder that one of the most celebrated british astronomer of the time sir fred hoyle he mocked the theory and he called it big bang theory so the name big bang came about because it was looked down by other astronomers and scientists of that time so what then came about was a string of different theories and models were put forward to counter the standard model of the big bang theory and uh, with with fred hoyle himself putting forward the steady state model where he was try he acknowledged that the universe was expanding but then he went about to say that you know new matter is drawn into the gaps as there is a recession of the galaxies so as the galaxies are as receding as they are going away there is gap that is being formed and new matter is pulled into these gaps um and so this was the start of many other theories that came about to counter the steady state or the big bang theory model which simply said that the universe had a beginning okay okay so you mentioned that there were a number of theories right so can you right. just quickly breeze over these theories and uh, why is the big bang theory still the champion among all of these right so there are, there are a lot of theories that have been put forth and what i'm going to do is like you said please i'm just going to breeze through 
um the most relevant of these were referring to their immediate objections and why they couldn't held up so the first one was the steady state model that fred hoy brought up around the 1940s or the 1940s or something around that time as a strong contender to the steady to the uh, big bang theory so key point the thing is that before the big bang theory was put forward before we realized the universe was expanding the prevalent understanding was the universe was static right it is the way it is it is expanding not contracting and when yeah. evidence came about the expansion of the universe the steady state model for example wanted to take into account the expansion part but still somehow argue that the universe was in a steady state it lacked any empirical evidence and then the big bang theory received um, a ground shaking approval of its validity when we discovered the cosmic microwave background radiation which many people doubt as the discovery of the 20th surgery uh, 20th century and what that basically means is this the big bang theory was predicting this singularity point beginning of the universe and it had predictions about the temperature of what would have been from the leftover beginning point of the universe so there is background cosmic radiation leftover and it had predictions about it so when we discovered this cosmic microwave background radiation it was proving and adding more validity to what the theory the big bang theory was presenting because this is theory as making wow. predictions of what you would find in space in about the universe and this discovery was proving it and it was a direct outflow of um, george gamow his uh, predictions based of the big bang theory that this discovery uh, substantiated so steady state model took a big hit and it receded out of uh, scientific inquiry then came the oscillating model and what it said was there is this constant phase of contraction and expansion of the universe so the universe is contracting and expanding and contracting and expanding and this is going all the way back into past infinity but then the hawkins penrose singularity theorem stephen hawkins um uh, and so the hawkins penrose singularity theorem named after themselves um, disproved and shut down the oscillating model that was put forward there uh, which then led to hawkins to say the same as cot instead almost everyone now believes that the universe and time itself had a beginning at the big bang so the oscillating model took a hit then came the chaotic inflationary model so this was similar to another model called the vacuum fluctuation model and we don't have time to go into all of those but i'm just picking out some unique ones because of the distinctions between each other so this chaotic inflationary model yeah. just showed that there are numerous domains simply put universes right numerous domains of inflation and these continue mm-hmm. to expand further and the reason that they expand is because of a beginningless and endless series of inflation right so there is a series of inflation that is happening and these independent domains of universe are also expanding and inflating as a result of this beginningless and endless series of inflation so you see how these theories are in one way or the other trying to account for the expansion that they are observing in the universe they moved away completely from the static view of the universe then trying to account for the expansion of the universe but then somehow avoid a beginning for the universe and then arvind bode and alexander willengen two very famous cosmologists they showed theoretically that all of these models fail so they go on to say that can this model also be extended to the infinite past avoiding in this way the problem of initial singularity this is in fact not possible in future eternal inflationary space times as long as they obey some reasonable physical conditions such models must necessarily possess initial singularities in fact the proponent of this chaotic inflationary model himself accepted the conclusion that uh, bode and willengen put forward 
and then came the quantum gravity models and the interesting point of the quantum gravity models is that the whole model is able to do away with the initial singularity by introducing imaginary numbers now we don't even know what how these imagined numbers even relate to the real world so this was a big flaw of the quantum gravity models that they were using imaginary numbers to do away with the initial singularity the initial beginning point as such of the singularity that we find with the steady state model that sort of a singularity and hawkins clearly says that only if we could picture the universe in terms of imaginary time would there be no singularity when one goes back to the real time in which we live however there will still appear to be singularities so the way to do away with the initial singularity that the big bang theory or otherwise known as a steady state model was putting forward was to introduce imaginary numbers imaginary time that even hawkins admits doesn't even exist in the real world and he says if you come into the real world and use real numbers and mathematical concepts that we are using in the practical real world then you will end up with mm. the initial singularity that you find with other theories so quantum gravity model has that massive flowback then comes the string scenarios and the most celebrated and string theory is still a very speculative widely celebrated uh, field even even in the big bang theory tv show uh, m theory string theory is often quoted a lot and put forward as the the next big content or the next big thing in cosmology to give us answers to a lot of stuff and the most celebrated and most revised one of the most revised versions of the string theory called the cyclic ekpyrotic scenario thankfully pronounced it right so the cyclic ekpyrotic scenario uh was put forward to explain as one of the better explanations of the string scenario but then what happened was remember i initially mentioned arvin bond and alexander willenkin and how their work showed that the chaotic inflationary models and other inflationary models yeah, yeah. cannot work mm-hmm. out in 2003 they teamed up with uh, guth and they presented the bold guth willenkin theorem and what it showed is that it restricted out any sort of ruling out of boundary in the past for an expanding universe basically they say that if the universe is expanding right if there is expansion happening in the universe then it must have a boundary in the past it cannot be eternal in the past there must be a starting point there must be a singularity it cannot keep on expanding all the way into past eternity and this was what the right. uh, board willenkin theorem initially showed in 1994 around that time that led to the disproving of chaotic inflationary models and similarly vacuum fluctuation models and as such but then like i said in 2003 the model was even more substantiated when the updated board good willenkin theorem came out which said that simply put any universe that is expanding into the future must have a past boundary restricting the expansion into the past so you're moving again to the point of a singularity moving closer to the big bang theory and the standard model and this was sort of like the death bell for any theory trying to fit in an eternally expanding universe into the past so this is sort of the state of affairs of how different theories have been put forward to try and compete and push out the standard model or otherwise known as the big bang theory okay so uh, these were the theories right now uh, since you spoke about willenkin there is this uh, there's this quote which he uh, like i'll just quote him he yeah. said that uh, that an argument is what convinces reasonable men and a proof is what it takes to convince even an unreasonable man with the proof now in place cosmologists can no longer hide behind the possibility of a past eternal universe there is no escape they have to face the problem of a cosmic beginning Mm-hmm. this is was uh, this is what willenkin said yeah. in his book 
many worlds in one um so jacob this was the first argument of hmm. uh, today's episode so what is the second argument okay so the first argument was about the expansion of the universe how the expansion of the universe and the yeah. scientific data show that the universe must have a beginning as what the big bang theory says we looked at again to recap because we covered a lot of points there's much more to go through but it's a very summarized version uh, and then again if you think about responding to these podcasts even right now i can think about a couple of responses questions that i can ask myself we're giving a very summarized very snippeted view of the entire thing because of time constraints and wanting to get you into yeah. this field of dialogue right so if right. you if you want to respond respond to the bigger sets of work out there respond to the book reasonable faith which is this which is a syllabus book for our this whole series there isn't much point in responding to our episodes because we we admit that we are giving a very simple summarized short and form of the whole thing so the first argument was that the first scientific argument is that the universe is expanding and it points to the fact through like we seen through a review of multiple theories and and seeing how the big bang theory is the best validated theory of all that the universe must have a beginning the second scientific argument is and let me use this example right so uh, i don't know if aether scooters are pretty popular back there in calcutta uh, the electric scooters but they are a big thing here in bangalore so imagine i have an aether scooter and it has uh, a capacity of 100 units of charge now you are okay. a science student so you can be you may use joule and other terminologies and stuff but i have no idea so i'm just going to call it that it has 100 units of charge and each mm. minute of driving causes it to consume one unit of charge okay and imagine okay. you're driving along and you're not charging at any point or you're not stopping anywhere imagine i'm just driving along the scooter which is consuming one unit of charge every minute now mm. how long can i drive that scooter piyush 100 minutes 100 minutes right it's taking 100 units yeah. of charge every minute and so the maximum i can drive is 100 minutes now if i come to pick right. you up right and you know these details about the scooter 100 units total one unit per minute i've been driving didn't stop anywhere didn't recharge anywhere if you know all of these details and i tell you that i've been driving for four hours without charging would you believe me no <laughs> that's not possible right and so this is this example is basically what the second argument is all about the second argument has to do with the second law of thermodynamics of the universe and it simply said that the universe is a closed system now atheists also would obviously agree that the universe is a closed system right this material natural universe reality is all that we see there is nothing beyond it this all there is so universe is a closed system which means that it isn't having an infusion of energy from anywhere else all the energy that it has is all there is so no one is charging or topping up the energy within the universe and then the universe is slowly running out of energy the second law of thermodynamics is pointing towards that fact that the universe is slowly running out of energy i think the right way the more technical term to say is that uh, we are moving towards a state of equilibrium um and mm. uh, yeah peesh is nodding so i think i've nailed that yeah. peesh being a science physics student um so the universe is slowly moving towards a state of equilibrium in simple terms the universe is slowly running out of energy so if the universe has a limited amount of energy because no one is winding it up no no one is adding energy to it it's a closed system whatever energy it has it has and it is slowly running out of energy how is it possible that we could have been here for an infinite amount of time 
with a finite amount of energy that has been slowly running out over the course of time right so in the analogy we said 100 yeah. units of charge one unit per minute and then trying to write for four hours as opposed to 100 minutes four hours seem pretty close to 100 minutes but if you see that four hours is more than four hours it basically stands in as substitute for eternity if you have a limited energy that you're slowly running out of how is it possible that you could claim to have been running for all of eternity that for for an infinite amount of time this is the objection mm-hmm. which means that the universe has is a closed system it has limited energy it is slowly running out of energy but we are still here which means the universe has not been doing this for an infinite amount of time it has just been doing this for a finite amount of time and the scientific data is pointing towards the fact that we are looking towards an eventual point where we will run out of energy uh, the difference between the pull of the gravitational force and uh, the push of sort of the dark matter cosmological constant is acting together that we will eventually reach a state of i think it's called a heat death or something of that sort where we will just run out of energy the universe is done with energy there's nothing more to sustain the universe expansion all mm. of that stuff but if we are still here and the universe has limited energy which means that we have been here only for a finite amount of time and paul davis one of the most celebrated cosmologists of our time not a christian paul davis says that today few cosmologists doubt that the universe at least as we know it did have an origin at a finite moment in the past the alternative that the universe has always existed in one form or another runs into a rather basic paradox the sun and stars cannot keep burning forever sooner or later they will run out of fuel and die as this final state has not yet been reached it follows that the universe cannot have existed for an infinite time so much so that dr craig himself notes that this second argument is in some sense much more stronger than the first scientific argument because the second law of thermodynamics is sort of like a closed science it is in something that is constantly adapted or evolved or put to scrutiny with so much speculations it's a closed science the second law of thermodynamics holds and there's no objection and it turns out the second law of thermodynamics shows quite strongly that this closed system universe with limited amount of energy could not have been running for an infinite amount of time and which means that the universe must have had a beginning in the past or in other words the past of the universe is not eternal we have been here only for a finite amount of time and not an infinite amount of time and those two are the two scientific arguments for the beginning of the universe the expansion of the universe is the first one it shows that the universe did have a finite starting point in the recent past now we've shown how right. the big bang theory holds out and how other theories have failed to hold out we mentioned how theories like the hawkins uh penrose singularity theorems the board good willingen theorem all point towards it and even even right now um this field is still into so much of contention and objection mm-hmm. and people refer to the planck era which is this very extremely unimaginably small portion of time after the singularity gave away and we are trying to fit in quantum mechanics and quantum theory to do away but all of these theories like for example the board good willingen theorem still holds no matter what we know about the plankera or what happened before the plankera no matter what was the physical properties of the universe around that time these theories hold in one way or the other and then if this argument is inconvincing we've looked at the second argument the argument from the second law of thermodynamics that the universe is running out of finite energy but we are still here 
which means the universe has not been doing this for an infinite amount of time and that the past of the universe is not eternal so these are the two yeah. scientific arguments for the beginning of the universe and we covered a lot of stuff but i hope they were uh, they were intelligible yeah. enough to listen through and figure out yep and uh, with that being said we have reached our uh, 20 minute mark and uh, we tried our best to keep all this content within 20 minutes and i hope that it's clear if you have any questions or queries you can reach out to us on our social media pages and if you want your question to be featured on the podcast so you can use the speak pipe link it is mentioned in the description and uh, for latest updates i'll encourage you to follow us on our social media pages and uh, you can even sign up for our monthly newsletters so that you'll stay updated with uh, whatever is happening at saft on a monthly basis and, and uh, uh, thank you all for joining in I think today should, it's uh, yeah. by now i'm pretty sure that our blog is already out uh, by this by the time oh, that this right. episode comes out to you so Yeah so we hope you head over to blog.saftapologies.com it's there in the description and you sign up and stay connected in the loop with all the um, articles that are going to come out on the blog so hope that helps you as well Yeah trust me you'll find some good and exclusive content over there so make sure to tune in and uh, check it out So I think that's it from uh, today's end of the episode thank you guys for tuning in we'll see you in the next one till then stay safe and take care thank you for listening to this episode if you enjoy saft podcast do consider rating us on apple podcasts or podchaser you can connect with us on facebook instagram twitter and youtube and know more about us at www.saftapologetics.com